Welcome back to the third episode of the Dane and Josh Show, where we've been talking all things sports, sports legends in Buffalo, and of course, ourselves. On today's episode, we'll be talking about everything in the month of February, dealing with sports injuries, and of course, our special guest, Team USA hockey player, Haley Scamura. Let's get into it. Let's start off with something, you know, very important to us specifically, um, and that's uh, Black History Month. Tell me what it means to you. It means the world to me. Um, it's one of those things where um, I wish it w- wasn't just a month. Mm-hmm. I wish it was more than that. Um, and unfortunately, it's the shortest month of the year. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. Uh, Black History Month means um, showing kids that I went through what they went through, um, teaching kids that... It doesn't matter what sport or what color of skin you have. Um, you can play at the top level. And um, I, get, I get reached out a lot from kids on social media being like, okay, I'm dealing with this kind of issues. And um, for me to be able to kind of talk to them about that situation, it's important. And I never really used my platform like that, but now I'm able to. And uh, again, I want to teach kids and show them that, again, it, it was tough for me growing up. And... Uh, we can stick together and kind of grow uh, together. And um, I think it's important for not only for other people to learn about Black History Month, but for myself as well, because I don't know everything. But it, it's very important to me. Um, that being said, how, how about you? Yeah, man, uh, it's, um, it's touching, right? It, you know, it's, it's, it's really something that's tough to talk about in general. Um, but, you know, I think it's in, extremely important to, to show kids that there's more than just one route um, to really achieve their dreams. Um, you know, I think both of us have very unique situations um, in the way that we've come on to the lacrosse world. Um, myself having to go, you know, the JUCO route, um, going to two different JUCO schools, right? Then somehow making it Division One and somehow making it pro. And now being here in Buffalo, it's just, um, you know, there's, if you really want something bad enough, you're gonna find a way to make it happen. Um, and, and unfortunately, um, a lot of young black players, they go through a lot of different struggle, struggles that, you know, um, a lot of other kids don't have to really deal with. And, um, you know, to be able to overcome that, I think is um, extremely hard, especially on, on young kids, right? Like that's an extremely tough thing to deal with um, day in and day out. Um, but I think, uh, you know, just really trying to be a shining light for, for these kids growing up is, is definitely um, a really big thing um, for me. Um, but, you know, uh, sorry, you're going to say something? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, just to kind of go off that. I, I, I get emotional talking <laughs> about it, man. I get no, and I, I definitely do as well. And <laughs> I, I think it's important. Um, I know uh, the bandits, Scott Loeffler, set up a school program mm-hmm. um, for us to kind of go to inner city schools. I know we used to do it in the past. And now Ian McKay, Brad McCulley, Cousinette, uh, and Dehoga go around to schools and uh, teach teach them lacrosse and yeah. they go to inner city schools and you can see the kids uh, they're not interested at first but by the end of it they're they smiles on their face yeah. they, they want to play lacrosse it's it's similar to basketball so um, it, it's pretty cool to see and it's just one of those things where if you can distract those kids from the tougher neighborhoods and again like if they see us 
that we look like them, they're gonna be like, we want to do that as well. So it's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, yeah, you know what? And it's um, it was cool because I was I was actually watching a, a video on Instagram with um, with Trevor Baptiste, Kyle Harrison, Jules Henningberg, and um, a, a lot of the black players in, in the PLL. Um, and you know, it was uh, it, it's it's really just like I was listening to a story that Trevor was telling and. He was talking about how you know how difficult really it is for a black player to, to play in this in at the highest level really um and i, and I know you've gone through um a ton just talking to you back and forth about about different things um and and you know what it's just it's one of those things where i think we all have to be like i said a, a shining light and, and really showing these kids that it is possible um and you don't have to play you know um something that you, you can play something that's more out of your comfort zone um but you know an, another another big kind of initiative that's going on um in the month of february is the every child matters um initiative and you know that's um you, you talk about you talk about learning right and understanding and, and i think um the league and you know players like lyle thompson um dehoga um have done a really good job at uh, just, just really bringing light to, to really the history of the game, and and really trying to just like understand and grasp and 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 know that it's it's okay that that we don't really have a lot of knowledge on what happened. Um, so I think it's really important for a time like this for us to really just to learn. And sometimes that's that's you don't really. You can't really say much, and you just have to really just try to really just shut up and, and, and listen, um, because hearing about everything that's gone on in those schools, those residential schools, like just really it really broke my heart, um, to be honest with you, and um, you know everything that that Lyle's been through, Dehoga's been through, um, those guys are pretty close to me, so it's been uh, it's been really tough for sure. Yeah, it, it shouldn't really take a, an orange T-shirt or again. Uh, for Black History Month, uh, a month yeah. to kind of really dig deep and um, talk about these situations or learn about these situations. I think it's really important. Uh, it is nice that the NL shines light on it for sure. Um, again, I'm 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 still learning. I want to understand it more. Um, it's obviously the game that we love that we get to play professional, and um, we're. we're very thankful that they kind of brought that to light for us. We, we, we wouldn't have this opportunity to play this game at, you know, at, at, at the highest level um, if, if it wasn't for, um, you know, guys like Lyle, guys, guys like Dehoga. Um, and just it's, it's really something that's, again, it, it's, it's tough to talk about, right? Um, and, and you get emotional just even really thinking about it. Um, but I feel like it also allows you to kind of reset too and, and understand that, this game is so much more than just um, a sport, right? Um, and you know, you hear Dehoga talking about it all the time, but it's it's medicine. Right. And and for me personally, it's it's something that I use whenever I'm down or I'm upset or you know I'm I'm going through something. Right. Um, I pick up my stick and and you know you kind of resort back to to feeling like a little kid again, and um, it's something that. Um, you know, I'm extremely grateful for. Definitely, and it, you nailed it. And I, I know Dahoga has said it many times, it's, it's medicine, it's one of those things where, again, like when I step on the floor in, in Buffalo, nothing else matters to me. It, mm -hmm. It's a really cool thing to kind of be able to play something like that where 
Um, if I'm having a good day, bad day, no matter what, it's one of those things that always brings me up and, and, and it's really cool to kind of, uh, be able to give back as well. So, um, it's really important that the NL is, um, able to bring this to light, but also we got to continue this, um, whether it be black history month or, um, um, every child matters, every child matters. matters. Initiative. Yeah. It's really important for us to kind of, um, dig deep and, and learn more. Yeah. Big time. So we're on a three-game winning streak. Um, how important do you think that is? Obviously, we're nine games in, halfway point. Um, what do you think about that? You know what? I, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I, I don't think it's that important. I, I think it, I think the last three games were, were huge for our team specifically and where we're at in the season. Um, but when you talk about winning streaks, um, I just I don't think that it's like a really big thing. Um, obviously, we're slowly trying to build towards the end of the season and, and really just peak at the right time. Um, that's, to me, that's, that's what I'm kind of looking at. I think sometimes you get lost in the hype of, oh, you know, oh, big winning streak. These guys are, they've won seven in a row, blah, blah. These guys can't be stopped. It's like, man, we're trying to go one and oh every single game. That's it. Right. That's, that's, that's the only thing that matters really. Um, but uh, I, that's really the only thing that I'm worried about personally. And I think our team has the same mindset right now. No, oh, that's, a, that's a really good way of looking at it. And I, I think it's important to kind of um, look at it that way, but also the way we've won, kind of, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, we, we went on a road trip. We won two in a row. Those are never easy games to Especially kind of... Especially back-to-back. Back-to-back, yeah. exactly like that. Uh, first kind of weekend traveling as a team. Uh, team bonding was awesome. And then, obviously, dealing with injuries and uh, finding a way to win, um, not only in New York, but in Rochester. Um, kind of touch off that. Like, what do you think about all these injuries and how it affects not even just us, but just sports in general? It's tough, man, because, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm dealing with the, a little bit of an injury right now. But um, it, it really just tests the depth of your team and... I think personally, it's it's actually a really good thing for a team to go through, right? Because it forces you to go through adversity. It forces other guys to step up, right? And and you really see if other guys can step up or not. Right. And and thankfully for us, like you know, we've seen guys like you know B Rob, McCully, um, Silver, all these guys step up and in, into in big roles. Um, and, and it's, it's a really cool thing to watch. Ian McKay, yeah. obviously, asked to do a bunch of different roles. Um, a D guy normally, oh, I guess we'll call him a tranny guy. <laughs> Guy's leaking up the floor for fun. <laughs> um, but he's, he's played incredible, um, stepping into, to, in, into a lefty spot. And um, like I said, I think it's extremely important. And I, and I, th I think we saw kind of what happened last year in the playoffs. Like, I think that's that should be a big lesson to not only our team but to every team is that you really just you you just it, it should never matter about who's in the lineup. It should be focused on what your fundamentals are, what your core values are, um, and and from there you just build and it's next man up mentality. It doesn't matter who's in, doesn't matter who's out. Yeah, I think uh, again you you hit it right on the head. Um, injuries are important for a team to, to an extent. Obviously, mm -hmm. it happened at a great time with yeah. all these bye weeks. And I think the biggest thing with injuries is kind of mental. I, I know you're really good at 
um, figuring it out, being able to go to physio all the time, all that stuff. Like some people just can't deal with it. And it's, it's when it happens consistently. I've went through injuries where mm-hmm. every year or I've had one or two and it's like, why me kind of thing. And yeah. it's, it's the way you kind of bounce back and kind of put your head down and, uh, dig deep. But, um, mentally, mentally, man, it's tough right? to try to go through that grind, to try to really just to battle through because, you know, you go from being in this team setting. I think as athletes, we're so used to always being with people and having people around you, right? All of a sudden you get injured and you almost feel isolated in a way. And you're like, man, it's only me. And and you kind of have to, you're right, dig deep and, and be like, okay, like you really have to just focus on what's the solution for this. Okay. How do I get better? How do I get better faster? Um, and you know, for me, it's really cool because I think, being a full-time lacrosse player, it's allowed me to really just dive into the recovery. Right. Um, where I, I can really just make sure that I'm taking care of my body from the minute I wake up at, at 8 a.m., well, 7.30, whatever it is, um, till you know, five o'clock at night, I am doing something throughout the day at every hour pretty much to try to get my body right and to try to get back on the field, um, which I'm extremely lucky with. Um, I think we're, you know, some of the first really players, not first, but like uh, of the new generation that's really been able to actually be a full-time lacrosse player. So I'm, I'm personally extremely thankful for that opportunity for sure. Right. And uh, obviously, again, we're, we're, we're kind of on a roll here. Um, we have a bye week coming up and mm-hmm. then um, we're in uh, Bandit Land February 18th. So looking forward to that. And then we have another bye week. Uh, and then we're, I think, we're, and then we're into it. Yeah, then we're really we got into a back the, to back with with Halifax. Halifax Friday, Friday. Yeah, um, so in their in their barn, and then back home in, in Buffalo. Um, yeah, we have a tough remaining uh, schedule. Not yeah. saying that the beginning was, but I feel like it keeps getting tougher. Teams are starting to figure their groove out, and um, I, I know it doesn't get easier. We play in San Diego. We play against Colorado again. Yeah, um, at home which is just going to be a, oh, a crazy emotions, game. man. Right, exactly. And um, I, I think it's going to be important for us, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back on the field. Um, I'm, I'm super fired up. But uh, next up, we have Haley Scamera jumping on with us. So stay tuned. Welcome back. We have our first ever Olympian on our podcast. Not a big deal. Buffalo Zone, Haley Skamura. How are you doing, Haley? Uh-huh. I'm doing great. Excited to be on the show with you guys. How are you all? I'm, honestly, we're doing great. We're doing very good. Um, you know, first of all, thank you, you know, for uh, taking the time to jump on. Um, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've seen you a lot, talked to you a lot, you know, especially in the gym and whatnot. And um, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, obviously, to, uh, to be able to actually sit down and really just kind of pick your brain with, with a lot of things that have been going on lately. So appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. A lot of run-ins with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, walk us through your hockey career. Uh, when did you start playing? Uh, I've been playing since I was three years old. Uh, my old, I have three older brothers. They all played hockey. And so just kind of followed in their footsteps. And then my dad. He played in the NHL uh, for the Capitals. Uh, so then he got us all into hockey immediately upon walking. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing hockey ever since. So are you the youngest of, what, four? Four. Yeah. Okay. 
that must have been an insane household. I, I can't imagine having, you know, three older brothers. Um, what, what was that like? Oh my gosh. It was always fun. I mean, we just had people in the house at all times. And then we had like our backyard rink uh, in the winter. And so it was just mayhem. Uh, our dining area turned into a locker room. <laughs> and we like added like mats on top of our deck to like get to the rink and it was uh it was a pretty great way to grow up but yeah always rambunctious with the boys around any uh goalies in the family uh they threw me in that <laughs> for, a little, for a little bit i was the target <laughs> that's funny i we me and my brother used to do that with my sister whether it be hockey or lacrosse she was older she was the oldest but we're like come on go in net and then we just rip either pucks or lacrosse balls at her so it's pretty fun no i uh it that that's hilarious i used to do the same thing with my little brother um i remember like this one memory we were literally like i put him in, in front of a garage and just like with his with his player stick, I was like, all right, you gotta just try and like pick off all these balls, man. I'll just fire them at them like over and over again. Um, probably actually why he ended up being a defenseman, and he's really good at picking off passes now. Um, but yeah, yeah, you're you know, just taking credit for that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh, he's uh, he's he's a little beast too. He's um, he's actually he plays for RIT. He's back-to-back national champion so uh yeah i gotta i gotta hype no him up a little deal, bit right? yeah no you big get, deal you don't get that right? i know it's kind of tough <laughs> you know what i mean it's uh it is, it is what it is so wait did you uh play men's hockey to start then or how did that work yeah i played boys to until i was about like 12 or 13 uh and then i did like one year of body checking and then i was like i'm good i'll go to the girls <laughs> side and uh um I commuted from Buffalo uh like five times a week honestly for three years so it was that was a lot wow yeah that 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 is a lot um yeah like like at, at what point did you really know that like you want to play hockey like professionally like was there a certain like something click or was there a moment in your life where it kind of all came to was it a dream what, what, what was the deal I don't, I think it's just always been hockey for me. I grew up playing other sports too. I played soccer and tennis, uh, but hockey was always my number one priority, even from a young age. And I don't know if that was the influence of my dad or of just me, but I mean, I think I just always loved it the most. Um, and I knew I could make it probably when I was starting girls hockey, I kind of felt that I was one of the top players. And so I felt that I could make it far in college and stuff, but I never thought about professionals because there was no professional league. So my dream was to be an Olympian and I've had that dream since I was like nine. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, so what made you choose uh, Northeastern? Ooh, uh, I think I just fell in love with the campus. As soon as I got there, it's literally, it's a small campus feel in the center of a city. And like you walk, right off campus and you're you're just downtown Boston it was just the coolest experience so uh and then I just loved the coaching staff I loved the players and it was just it was just that click I knew right away I was like this is this is my school would you consider yourself a homebody or were you just like I need to get out of Buffalo right away like let's let's try something new I I was intent on being out of the state of New York <laughs> like I wanted <laughs> to try something new for sure 
Um, so any New York school, I was like, you're just not in the running. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I got to get out of the state. I don't know why. Uh, but I never expected to be like a city girl necessarily. So that did surprise me a little bit. But uh, Boston kind of has like a small city feel uh, as opposed to some of the other big cities. Yeah, and, and you know what? Boston's obviously um, like a great sports city, naturally. Um, you know, for me, like I, I went to Hofstra University, and one of our biggest rivals was always uh, UMass. And whenever we went down there, it was always just hard-hitting, aggressive, like just a, a ton of fun, and which is one of our biggest rivalry games. Um, what, was, uh, what, what was a big rival for you at Northeastern? Uh, any of the Boston schools like BC, BU, those were always, uh, heated games. Uh, it, for BC, it was pretty one-sided. They were always stacked. So they were always just destroying us to be honest. <laughs> I, I feel like those were probably our top two just cause we were so close. We played each other so often. Um, so yeah, those were the two big ones. What, uh, what did you take at school? I studied speech and language pathology. Uh, which I am not doing. <laughs> I did a year of grad. I did like a year of grad school uh, when I was playing on the Buttes in like 2018, 2019. And then that's when USA hockey stuff started happening for me. And I just was like, I need to be all in on hockey or else I'll, you know, I can go back to school if I really want to. But you, uh, you mentioned you played for the Buttes. Um, how was it kind of playing for your hometown? Oh, I have such fond memories. I absolutely love playing for the Buttes. It was, um, yeah, something different about being in my hometown. I had family for all my games, and um, it was it was surreal for sure. And especially when the Pagulas took over, it was probably the most fun I've had, um, you know, post-college career, I would say. It was, uh, we had quite the team, and we just had, like, that support staff that was helping us. We were treated professionally. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Um one of, I mean, obviously we mentioned earlier, um, being Olympian, that's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, but you know, just tell us like, like, what was it like playing in the Olympics? You know, uh, something that's at the highest level. It's, I think what every athlete really aspires and, and dreams to, to be a part of what, what was that feeling like? Oh, it was it was surreal for sure. And I think just the buildup to all of it too is pretty crazy because we, you know, with our team at least, you don't know if you've made the team to go to the Olympics until the December right before. Uh, so we were training together for six months, not that long, uh, from like October through December. And the whole time you're being evaluated. And so every practice, every game, you kind of had to like put that in the back of your mind that you're trying out for the most important team you've ever tried out for. <laughs> and um, so that was, you know, that was a mental uh, exercise for sure. And uh, and then to find out when you actually made it, it was just like relief, excitement, joy, just all of it wrapped in one. And then um, to actually get over there and just see all of the other like U.S. athletes that you're with who work so hard to get to that point, you kind of know what we've all been through. Um, so I think that really clicked for me at like opening ceremonies because you all walk in together. And so it was only 200 athletes in all of the U.S. that walk in together. And so you kind of realize how you're part of this small little community um, from your country. It's just, uh, it's incredible. That's awesome. We, 
we don't have that right now. We obviously have uh, Worlds, which is kind of, I don't want to say similar to what you guys kind of, I know you guys have uh, Canada, USA games here and there. Um, we kind of have a similar thing where it's every four years we do end up playing uh, more than just U.S. and stuff like that. There's lots of teams. Um, we haven't made it to the Olympics yet, but I believe that they are putting it in 2028, I believe. I think my biggest thing was that I, I just kind of focused on enjoying every single moment that I was there. And I kind of just did, I experienced everything when I was there and just soaking it all in and, you know, um, just remembering that it's just a game too. It's just a game that I fell in love with and to just have fun with it and not, you know, psych myself out or think about, you know, where it's being aired and stuff like that. Um, so I think, I feel like I did a really good job at kind of just staying present the whole time um, at the Olympics. And uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed every second of it. What uh, what was your favorite part about Beijing? Uh, like that's definitely a dream of, I think both yeah. of ours to kind of go there. Like what, uh, what was the coolest a part about being there? Sorry, I shouldn't say. Besides the hockey part, obviously that's a, that's <laughs> awesome. But like, were you were, were you able to do other stuff? Um, I know your schedule is probably hectic, but did you have a few days that like you kind of got off? We had some off days, um, and the, when ours ended, we had like five days after, and that's when we got to see other people compete, which that was probably the coolest part of it. Uh, so I got to see figure skating, speed skating, um, curling. Uh, what else did we do? I think those were the main three that I can think of off the top of my head because a lot of the snow sports, they were at a village like five hours away. Oh, so yeah. those were, we couldn't see snowboarding and stuff like that. But you were able to watch, like you had TVs in like your apartment and stuff. So we'd, we'd sit down and watch those and cheer on our USA athletes and uh I think that was my one of my favorite parts was the camaraderie you kind of felt when you went to the different events and uh, cheering for the other athletes. Yeah, no, I uh, we we had a similar experience this past summer. Um, we we went to Alabama for uh, the World Games, um, but <laughs> it was there was like sports there that we had never even really like heard of before. It was it was the most insane thing in the world, and we actually we ended up. Uh, kind of, I guess, making friends with um, the, the ball hockey team out there. Um, but is, is there a national name for that? Uh, it was like men's floor hockey, it's, and these guys were from Ottawa. Uh, and they, they were, basically said they're a beer league they team. Were, they <laughs> were. They somehow were. Somehow we're representing Canada. Yeah. I don't know how that they're worked. Like they were like some beer league team out of, like, I think Alberta, and somehow they won some championship, and they got sent to the World Games. <laughs> and like, these guys, like, That's they were incredible. getting – they were getting demolished by like Finland and like Sweden and like like they were like professional I guess ball hockey players um, and like they were just lighting these guys up. But then uh, yeah, we went to a couple of their games and we were trying to cheer them on and stuff. It was pretty <laughs> um, cool. But uh, but yeah, towards the towards the end, they end up coming to our championship game and they all had their shirts off and, and going nuts. So it was, uh, it's, it's definitely pretty cool. I mean, obviously that, like you said, that, that camaraderie, um, of just being from the same country in a place where you're, you're both representing, um, you know, your country and something that you've wanted to play for, for a long time was, was definitely pretty cool. Um, um next question that I, I think 
is uh, something that's pretty interesting. And a lot of people ask us the same thing, but uh, what do you like to do besides hockey? Oh man. Uh, To be honest, I like to just relax like with family and friends. I find that like during the year and season, you're just so busy. You're always on the go. You're always doing something. So then when I do finally have my off time, I really enjoy just being like chill with people. And I I know it's like a boring answer, but uh, on like just doing stuff in nature too. I enjoy like just taking a nice hike or just something relaxing, but I'm very, uh, I like to relax, binge watch TV, binge watch Netflix maybe. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely the same way. Like, uh, especially like if I go on a vacation or something, and I have like a week or two just to like decompress. Like, I just want to sit on a beach. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything crazy. I just want to literally do absolutely nothing. So, I'm uh I'm I'm definitely on the same page with you there. Um, uh, so you know you you touched on, um, obviously your dad played in the NHL. Um, you know my my dad personally didn't play sports so it was it was kind of easy he kind of just let me do whatever <laughs> i wanted to do and kind of stayed off my back um but uh can't imagine what it would be like to to have a dad who you know played at the highest level um at the sport that you were playing um how was that growing up he was always uh, hard on all of us for sure he always expected us to just be like at our best you know practicing with intention at like five years old right like I mean he was he was very intense very rigid uh but I think it I mean he has shaped me into the player I am today for sure he's the reason I'm like so uh you know focused and dedicated to the sport and to always getting better I think there's always that uh you know his little his voice in the back of my head to like make sure I'm doing my best and make sure I'm practicing with intention and um yeah, so no, he was like that all growing up, five years and up, <laughs> like always my coach, uh, always calm with his thoughts on games, and he still does it today. So so an- another question, kind of, uh, wh- why do you wear number 16? Um, I was given the number for USA, you don't get to pick, <laughs> but I do really like it. My My number before was 14. Uh, it was my birthday. I think my one of my brothers, his number was that as well. So I think that's when I picked that. I had that through college and with the uh, pro. Um, and then once I made the U.S. team, I got 16, which I like even numbers better. So I was happy it was the next even number up. <laughs> so I like it. So you guys never got to pick your numbers um, for the Olympics? Wow. No. I don't think but I luckily with USA, I've kept the same number the whole time, which has been nice. Yeah, I don't think like like Team Canada, you necessarily get to pick your numbers. It's given to you. Describe your game, and I guess like who did you really try to model your game after growing up? My game, I'm definitely like the physical player. I'm the one like in the battles, uh, you know, winning winning wall battles, stuff like that. Because uh, I'm typically one of the stronger ones out there. Um, and just kind of like that relentless player, I kind of play well on both ends, uh, hard on the forecheck, hard on the back check, uh, definitely more of a, a defensive player. Um, yeah. So. Okay. Any, anyone in particular that you're like, I'm going to be like that person? Not. I'm trying to think, not necessarily. I feel like 
I didn't really model my game off of anyone. I think just typically I just watch like the highlights and the you know the top players and how they're able to like you know protect the puck, make plays uh, for like the hockey IQ sort of part of it. I feel like I watch mm. like you know the Sidney Crosby's and the McDavid's like stuff like that. Not saying that I am like those players. <laughs> but, um, you kind of you kind of watch what they're doing and you're able to kind of like build off of that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I definitely agree with that. Like, and and for me um i i try to like take little things from different players and like oh like this player does something really well like i'm gonna try to do that and put it in my game and and vice versa so i i, I definitely resonate with you on that Would we you uh no we we did a lot of research on you and uh we saw you got to go to some a lot of cool places uh where would you say your the coolest place you kind of traveled for hockey was Ooh, um the most Beautiful, I would say, was Victoria, British Columbia. Oh yes, I I played out there actually. Let's go yeah, West Coast. I'm, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm from Vancouver, so I got to go to uh, Victoria all the time. Oh nice, yeah. So like, cause we got to we were in, we went to Vancouver next, but we didn't really get to explore Vancouver much. Mm -hmm. So I can't. I I do want to go back there sometime because I have heard it's beautiful. But um, that's sometimes the tough part with hockey is there's not as much time as you'd like to travel yeah. the area. Um, but another spot I loved was Seattle. That was a ton of fun. We did that in November. Um, and I really liked the city there. Nice. Yeah, no, I spent a, a summer out. Um, it was when I was what 21, I believe I ended up going out to Victoria and, uh, I had a great time. I, I, I was young and dumb though. I, I didn't really get to experience it as much as I would have liked to. Um, I really like, honestly, like I'd love to go back there and actually enjoy it because it, it is really great. And we have a few teammates um, from there. So, um, again, if we could go back out there. I know that I'm a big golfer. They have some really, really nice golf courses. I wasn't good at golf then. So uh, now to kind of go back and hopefully play well, that would be pretty cool. But um, if I could go back out there in the summer, I definitely would. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, growing up there, it was it was incredible. Um, especially like if you get up to, to Whistler. So if you ever get, get out to Vancouver, I would definitely say make it up to Whistler. Uh, I'm not sure if you like to uh, ski, snowboard, or anything like that, even just sightsee and uh, be in the nature you mentioned. So that's something where you should definitely try to get out to. Um, but uh, so like, yeah, again, for us, it's like we have totally crazy schedules. And um, but for you, like what, like when is your off season typically? Typically it's summer. So we'd probably be off from like mid April through like July. And then with USA hockey, we have camp in August. Um, and then we kind of go from August through April. So it's uh, not much of an off season. And especially with COVID because everything kind of kept getting like pushed back and pushed yeah. around. So I feel like we haven't had like a true off season in a while. <laughs> So this will be the first one coming up after this world. So you guys would be going every August to, you said April, I believe. Is that like leading up to the the, the Olympics then, obviously? So the, that happens every four years, correct? Correct. So then and every year, uh, other than the Olympic year, it's world championships, which are typically like uh, beginning to mid-April. Okay. Nice. Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. No, <laughs> didn't know that, no that uh, yeah, because obviously you played in um, a bunch of different 
world championships as well as um, Olympics as well. Uh, what what do you think the the biggest? I mean, I'm sure there's some pretty big differences between the Olympics and world in the World Games, but uh, what, what were the, the I guess the biggest differences between the two? Oh man, uh, I thought it was just the extra intensity at the Olympics for sure, with like how you know just with the how rare it is, you know, every four years and stuff. So. Um, but I mean, other than that, I mean, the tournament setup's all the same. So I think that's what I kind of kept in the back of my mind in the Olympics to not get too high, which is kind of like, Hey, it's the same. We're playing pretty well, the same team, same setup. Like it's just another game. Uh, so, uh, yeah. What, uh, what's been the biggest obstacle throughout your career? Um, obviously that's kind of a loaded question, but yeah, you're, you're asking the hard questions now. Yeah. But I, I, I believe it's, it's kind of important. I mean, I, I think, uh, for anyone, it, I, I like to hear people's biggest obstacle because I, I'd like to like know how you kind of got through it or, or whatever it may be. So 100%. Yeah. Yeah. for me, I think it was all throughout college. I was never invited to like us camps. So us camps are typically like the top 70 players in the country. Uh, you try out for a spot to make the national team, and I never made that. I always thought that I could, uh, but for some reason, you know, wasn't making it. And so at some point, I just kind of – it was just – it was hard, like, never making that those camps. And I was like, well, all I can do is just kind of keep playing for the team I'm on and hope that at some point that gets noticed. But I think having that dream – feel like it was out of reach was definitely like a hard obstacle for me to get over. And I think mentally, once I was over that hurdle, I gained more confidence in my play. And then I think that's how I eventually did get noticed. Um, but I think for a while, I just was gripping my stick too tight and too focused on like why I wasn't making it rather than just focusing on whatever team I'm on and making them better. Um, so. Well, that's a, that's a great answer. And uh, I mean, I, I think I've kind of went through kind of what you went through. I, I, um, I've never made the outdoor world and it, it's been kind of stressful for myself. I, I've talked to Josh a lot about that kind of stuff and, uh, what I can do differently and all this stuff. And you kind of almost, uh, put a lot of more pressure on yourself thinking about those things rather than just kind of playing your game. And I think the turning point of my career, um, was 2015. I ended up making team Canada for indoor and uh, I was the youngest guy on the team, never thought I would even have a shot and uh, end up making it. And then the year after, it gave me all the confidence in the world and I had my best season uh, to date. So I, I think I can definitely relate from you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, that's kind of the cool thing, right, is it's very rare that you talk to an athlete when um, they didn't have to kind of overcome a big obstacle like that or, you know, they didn't make that team. Um, for me, for myself as well, it was it was the same thing. Like when I was a lot younger, I'd get cut from well, what we call Team BC. Um, I'd get cut from that multiple times, and it's it's the same thing. It's like you're frustrated and mentally you're like, why am I not good enough? Like I I feel like I work pretty hard, right? But um, you know, it's 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 pretty cool because obviously it fuels you to work even harder. And, and I feel like obviously now you're um, at the top of, of where you could possibly reach and playing at the highest level. And, uh, and there's a reason for that. And I think there's a reason for a lot of athletes that end up, you know, reaching the, the highest level of their sport. So um, yeah, we all have obstacles and it's something that we definitely got to work through. Um, but uh, so this is kind of the, the more fun part of our episode. 
It's kind of like a, a this or that. Um, we call it the hot seat. Um, it's, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of different questions here for you. Um, kind of a speed round, but, but yeah, you'll be all right. It's nothing crazy. Uh, so first one, car or truck? Car. Car? What kind, uh-huh. of car? <laughs> what kind of car is your dream car? Oh, my dream car. Oh, man. Um, I don't really think about a car that okay. often, to be honest. I like a nice, I like a nice mid-sized car, though. I don't like to be too low to the ground, so I guess. That would be my answer. And the so, truck's too too big. I can't park that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a. I mean, I, I got a truck a couple couple months ago, and it's it's still giving me fits in parking lots. So I I feel you. Um, next one is snow or rain. No. Yeah, fair. I'm I'm the same way. I'd I'd wait much rather it be snowing than than rainy. I'm not a fan. Um. Well, this is this is your favorite question. I'll let you ask. All right, uh, smooth or crunchy uh, peanut butter? Smooth. Okay, you uh, said that. He know. said that like so confidently. Yeah, I, 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 I like know. crunchy personally, but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cooking or cleaning? <laughs> I guess cooking. You guess? Are you a good cook? Not great at either. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Okay. Oh yeah. Same here. Um, I, I, I'm someone I'd rather cook. Um, but again, I'm not, I think I'm a little bit better of a cook than a cleaner. Um, uh, I'm going yeah. to throw one, uh, out, uh, beach house or lake house. Ooh. Oh man. I'm going lake house. Lake house. I, I, I agree. I, I think I would do the same. How about you? I don't know. I mean, like, what one's on an ocean, one's on a lake. One's quieter. I think lake house is way quieter than the beach. What if you're in the middle of like, an, what if you're on an island? I just I don't deal with sand. I don't like sand. Do you like, think? You okay, think I just shouldn't say I don't, don't like think, sand, but I don't like lakes? like leaving the beach and like being all sandy. That's the worst. You don't think feeling. lakes have sand? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about us. Okay? Yeah, I know. I prefer like being in a lake over an ocean. I feel safer in a lake. Yeah. Swimming in the ocean. S- something about swimming in the ocean. I just think my feet are gonna get bit by sharks at all times. I don't know what it is. I feel the same with la- lakes. <laughs> like, you're I'm scared like, of lakes. I'm not scared of lakes, but like you never know. You know what I mean? Uh, you afraid of a sea monster? All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, uh, favorite holiday? Christmas. That's a good one. Uh, beer, or liquor. Liquor. Yeah, I'm the same way. Beer just fills me up. <laughs> uh, tacos or burritos? Tacos. Yes, I'm. I'm the same way. Harder hard shell or soft shell? Soft shell. Okay. On a long drive, do you listen to podcasts or music? Music all the way. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, we've we've had some different answers for that. We've had a couple of people that have gone mixes. They do music to start and then into a podcast. Favorite favorite music. Ooh, um, honestly, probably just like pop. I don't really. I I listen to everything though. Like my playlist is the like widest range of music you've ever heard. So I'm all over the place. But 
Probably pop and country. I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, I'll also throw one in here since we're just throwing in questions. I like it. <laughs> Sorry. I like it. No, I like it. Um, does a straw have two holes or one hole? <laughs> I know you're biting your tongue. <laughs> I don't know. You, sorry, Haley, what'd you say? I think it's one. One hole? Two. Two? Yeah, but I don't know. Like, well, think about it. It's just one hole. No, there's two. There's one on the top, one on the bottom. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but they're, like, connected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I feel like a hole should be, like, one ends. Like, um, comedy or horror? Comedy. Okay. I get too scared with the horror movies. I don't. I don't get it. I still don't understand it. People love horror. Um, if yeah, just like haunted houses too. Like I'm like, why are we going to a haunted house? It doesn't make any sense. Um. All right. Well, yeah. You you passed the hot seat. So <laughs> nice. nice oh, job. thank Sorry. you. We got we got a little bit off topic there, but that's all good. Um. But, uh, but yeah, you know what, um, obviously, you know, Haley, thank you so much for, uh, for jumping on the show. Um, it's been a pleasure to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we see you back in Buffalo some, sometime, maybe get you into the gym and, uh, we can have a, have a workout or something and, uh, you can out squat Tanner over here. <laughs> this guy's legs are like this. It's okay. <laughs> They run fast. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, thank you so much. We, we appreciate you jumping on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I had fun. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to hit the gym when I'm back. All right. Before we go, we want to answer some fan questions. Um, remember, if you guys have questions that you want us to answer here on the show, make sure to go to bandits.com to submit those. Um, for right now, our first one is from Owen, and it's not power, unfortunately. Um, but Owen's question is, what it, what's it like to play a former teammate or friend um, for the first time? I think it's, uh, it's pretty cool. You obviously want to beat them. Uh, you know their tendencies, they know yours, so it's even uh, more of a battle, I feel like. Um, I think it gets a little bit scrappy at times, um, <laughs> but it, at the end of the day, you, you know you'll probably see them after the game and you want to have the bragging rights, so I think it's, it's a pretty cool thing. How about you? Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. We've, we've played a lot of teammates lately, um, but two of the guys that kind of cover my side a lot, one being um, Jordan McIntosh, which we played Team Canada Sixes with this past summer. Um, you know, it's it's fun because it's kind of like you're just you have these little games inside of the game, and uh, you know I think in the in the first game in Georgia, he got a good slash on me, like a really good slash on me. Um, <laughs> like I felt it for sure. And then uh, towards the end of the game, actually, um, he actually picked off a pass from me went all the way down, me and you chased him down, kind of stuttered over the top and then buried one. Um, and that, it, you know, if it wasn't him, it probably wouldn't have rattled me as, as much, but because it was him, it, it made me mad. I was <laughs> like, oh, this guy. Um, but we ended up playing him again at home. And later on in the game, uh, I was chasing down transition and he actually tried to do the same move and it's funny because you just mentioned tendencies, right? Right. And I had a feeling that he was going to go back to that same move. Um, 
and as he did it, I kind of tried to jump it. And I ended up stripping him and then uh, taking up the pat or picking up the ball and giving it to Mickey for the, oh, right. the, that was a big goal. the, the last goal of the game. Right. So uh, it's one of those things where, you know, and I'm turning around trying to find him. I'm like, where's this guy at? Yeah. Like, you embarrassed me last game. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, is there uh, any uh, – any specific memories that you have of, of guys? Uh, I mean, Mitch Disnew is probably my biggest rivalry. Uh, we grew up playing with each other, against each other. Obviously, he won D player of the uh, year last year. Yep. And um, it's always a battle. I know he tries to pick me up every time I'm on the floor. So it's one of those things where anytime I can get in his head, I, I know um, – we we he he two hands me all the time and I don't get to whack him back but if I can beat him I'll, I'll definitely let him know yeah um, so it's just the back and forth and obviously the Toronto rivalry is huge so um, yeah I think Mitch Dessou is probably the biggest one uh, he invited me to his wedding I didn't end up going wow um, is that, is, is that yeah, I'm playing head games yeah, with him I like no, it. I, like no it. I, was, I was busy unfortunately uh, congratulations <laughs> Mitch if you're watching but um, next question from Jay do you have any pregame rituals things you do before every game? Yeah, I mean, this year I've tried to not really focus on as many rituals because I feel like sometimes, like especially towards the end of the year and playoffs and whatnot, I get very superstitious and, and in my own head if those things don't happen. Um, but there's, there's little things that I like to do um, to make sure that I'm just kind of in the zone. Um, a couple of new things for me this year is, you know, listening to a little bit more relaxing music and uh, I'll give a, a bit of a, a shout out to um, Pat Coletta because uh, he was saying that he'd get a little bit too amped up before games um, he was punching guys in the head um, and getting ready to avoid punches in the head so a little bit different but uh, it's it's definitely helped me um, a lot to just try to relax and get into a, a bit better of a zone um, how about you? Anything you do pregame? Yeah, I'm similar to you in the sense where um, I used to be right to the, the book. Uh, I do the same thing every day, and mm -hmm. I think it kind of got to me last year in the finals and uh, a few other games. Like Again, you can't do the same thing on the road trips as you can at home sometimes, whether it be cryo or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I try to change it up, be more relaxed. Uh, I do still sleep with my stick every game day. That, that's important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, treat your stick well, man. Yeah, exactly. But I actually took a, a few things from Owen Power and uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Um, one being um, when I wake up from my nap, I'll, I'll read, try to get the mind right. Yeah. I don't read. Trust me, I don't read much. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, now I'm trying to kind of get this mind going a little bit. So yeah. that's one. And uh, Rasmus visualizes. And I, I try to do that. Um, during the anthem, I'll, I'll think of what I want to do the first play of the game, second play of the game, mm -hmm. kind of go from there. So I think those two things have helped me uh, the past few games, and I think to, um, I plan on continuing that. Yeah, I mean, I think our uh, our pregames are kind of clashing a little bit because you're trying to read and I'm trying to listen to music. And <laughs> I'm like, at first I was like, do I just play the music while he reads? And I'm like, it's got to be annoying. Like, I wouldn't be able to read and listen to music. So I think we, we adapted, and I think I threw some headphones in. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but exactly, I got you. you know, I take care <laughs> of you. Um, but exactly, it's like, I don't know. It, it's something where you're just so focused on like, I need this, I need this, and I need, I need to do this, and then after that, and then it's like, okay, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? Right. You panic. Like, are you Are you gonna start <laughs> I, freaking out? I do. Like, yeah. I, I did. Well, I used to. Exactly. Sorry. Right. So it's like I think it's it's better just to be in the right mindset. You know, focus on your preparation, and then anything on game day, just let it kind of come to you and let it flow. Um, but uh, we have another question here from Julia. <laughs> this one's kind of good. Um, 
Do you guys ever fight like brothers? Um, um, I, <laughs> so funny story you asked that, Julia. Uh, we we've had one one fight, um, and uh, I think it was important for us because. I think it brought us really close together. Yeah. Um, I'm not not proud of it. <laughs> not proud of the moment. Um, kind of. You want? Should we tell the story? Oh yeah, you can tell the story, short, man. Short little story. Uh, we were playing a game. Won't name that game. And it got intense. Um, <laughs> I, I warned him about something and about you being to, too he aggressive. Told me, he told me I shouldn't be aggressive, and yeah. I'm an aggressive <laughs> person, especially when we're playing games. Yeah, and I know I'm competitive as well, so. Both of us are both competitive, and uh, I ended up pushing him when he was trying to pick up a ball and uh, pushed him really hard from behind. <laughs> he ended up, we owned a house together and uh, went through the drywall. Yeah. And I knew once he went through the drywall, it I saw red on. and it was on. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, here, he's coming back. So he came back and pushed, like, pretty much grabbed me, lifted me, pushed me <laughs> through the other wall on the other side. And again, we, we own this house. So it was, we, we, we owned up to it. We had to do all the damages, which yeah. it could have been worse. But this was before actually a Halloween party where no, there was probably five of us there and nobody's arrived yet. So people are like, why are there holes in this wall? <laughs> so I think, again, it was one of those things that I feel like we were younger. Uh, it needed to happen because I think we've become better friends. Yeah. And it's crazy. I, it's, uh, it, was, it was one of those things where like, you know, and, and it's actually pretty impressive that, you know, we've been very close for what five years now yeah and that's really the only time that we've actually like gone at each other right. <laughs> like, it's pretty impressive um but yeah no it was something that i feel like you know we we both needed to have that moment um just to you know grow and come back and, and figure out that you know it's all good it was more embarrassing that like I got to call up a contractor and be like, Hey man, like, you know, we've got these two body sized walls in our house. Can, can you come in and fix this? And the guy's like, how did that happen? I'm like, man, just, just fix the holes. <laughs> it was actually, it actually ended up being one of my, uh, one of my good buddies, um, Josh Palowski. But, um, yeah, no, um, yeah, we, uh, we, we've definitely, we definitely fought before, but surprisingly, like, not as much as as you might think right um which is which is pretty cool um but uh yeah that's that's it for fan questions uh remember if you guys have any questions that you want dana or i to answer um just go to bandits.com and uh submit those for us i found it really cool to be able to talk to haley about uh, the olympics and see somebody at the highest level perform where she did. Um, I thought it was pretty cool to be able to relate to her, um, not to the aspect of being in the Olympics, but the World Games, um, kind of traveling to the same places she did, like Victoria, and kind of pick her brain a little bit about um, how she grew up. Yeah, 100%. You know, big shout out to Haley for, uh, for jumping on. We appreciate that. Um, you know, kind of switching gears here a little bit, um, but... You know, we just we just wanted to send um, our, our our thoughts and really just sending our love to the the Pakula family. Um, it's good to hear that that Kim is doing better. Um, the strength of your family is is truly inspiring. Um, so um, wish you a, a speedy recovery. Um, but yeah, so we've got um, a big game coming up February eighteenth, and uh, you know against the Philadelphia Wings. It's wing night. 
I mean, is, do you think they did it on purpose? I or? think it's pretty fitting. And uh, I know you can get your tickets at banners.com. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough for uh, showing your support. I mean, we've had 14,000 plus every game and um, you guys are our backbone. You're the reason we're kind of uh, going the way we are. And um, again, we're, we're pretty excited. Um, I, I love me some wings. I'm definitely a drum drumstick kind of guy with blue cheese. Don't you worry. Oh, but yeah. I've learned my lesson. But um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited about the matchup. And uh, uh, thanks for tuning in.